we're gonna spend ten grand on radio ads this month, but we're not gonna put five hundred dollars behind a digital ad. It's crazy. I know, but this is what this the way they think. They really think that we're gonna shoot the same old ad off the radio and expect to get something out of it. This is the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason, Jason Harris. Okay, so we're going to start off the podcast with you just giving me a little bit of your origin story. I want to know, and everybody else wants to know, of how the Paul the Dodge Father got started. So walk me through that. How did that all happen? Um, always had a passion for Mopar, for Chrysler. It was pretty much, I was raised a Ford guy, but just kind of always had a following towards Chrysler. So wait, the family was a Ford? and I was, yeah, yeah, the grandfather was a Ford. And you know how <laughs> that works. It just kind of got followed into it, right? Yeah. Uh, first car was a Ford Probe, so just kind of pushed towards that way. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah. I don't know if I would admit that to him. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tough. But it had the Lamborghini light, so that's the only thing that got me going, all right? Um, besides that, though, just basically the old man finally got a Dakota, and uh, I, my, my passion and my love fell for, for the Ram truck lineup and pretty much followed from there. Okay. And uh, as for the name The Dodge Father, um, always had a passion for like the mafia movies. That was the only sort of history I ever really gave crap about in any sort of you know schooling. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Chrysler fall, followed through with that, obviously. So when I started my PlayStation name back in the day uh, for the Grand Theft Auto, yeah, I think that's the PlayStation handle. You know, a lot of people think that you came up with this thing just because you work at a Dodge dealership, but that actually had nothing to do with Not it. Not in the slightest, yeah. actually. This was like back when I was probably 16, so that was, you know, oh crap, who's that, the Dodge father that just slayed me again? That kind of crap on, uh, on GTA. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it just it kind of fell in place once I, once I came in uh, worked for Chrysler, right? That's cool. That's cool. So how long have you been in the car business now? I've been in just about a year and a half. Okay. Started, yeah. No uh, training, just feet wet, go out there, mushroom in the dark, try out what works, and uh, yeah, a year and a half. Just going to go with it, right? That was pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Just start out there, and the place I came from, it was just uh, go up, find your style, and kind of just went with that. Grew up, Ford family. Mm-hmm. All right. You were a Mopar guy through and through. Yep. The Dodge Father was not something that got started when you worked at the dealership. It was not something by any means. No. Playing PlayStation. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we go from there, and before you were in the car industry, what were you guys? What were you doing? Uh, I had a commercial cleaning and maintenance company. Ran for about ten years. So wow. nothing whatsoever to do with the car biz. Nothing to do at all. Not in the slightest. But I imagine no. some hardcore hustle then. That was about it. Yeah. The, the hustle in your own business, right? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I was sole sole owner and. Did pretty damn well to be honest with you. It yeah. was just holding over the rest of the team. It was a, the hardest part of it, I think. Otherwise, yeah. I probably would have kept at it. But glad I didn't. So, like, how did did someone introduce you to the car biz? Were you, um, were you just like, hey, I got an idea. I should go sell cars. It's <laughs> crazy because I was actually out buying a trailer, and okay. I bought, I went out, and did all my you know research, pretty much like everybody does for a car. Yep. And I went everywhere. I was that guy that went everywhere from Owen Sound to Toronto. Yeah. Every place trying to get the best possible deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the course, it was probably about six months it took me to finally land on a trailer. Um, but it was getting to the point I knew so much about these things that I'd be sitting on the lot, checking out a trailer, talking with another customer, and I'd have damn near the thing sold for the guy before he even could <laughs> have anybody on the lot, even anybody had approached him, right? Yeah. And then uh, the one place I went to was Leisure Days down here. And uh, the one guy there I got along with really well. Yeah. And it was just, I liked his style. I just liked the way he presented himself. It was and authentic, right? It was. It was. It was yeah. something I felt like the guy gave crap more about than just selling the trailer. I felt like I had, you know, someone you a friend of You wanted to develop a relationship. Yeah. And some that, rapport, right? Out of all the dealerships I've been at, this guy stood out the most. Yeah. And it wasn't like he, you know, had to do any backflips or any dances. He just seemed so genuine. I was quite intrigued by the guy. And by the end of it, I was... I ended up buying a trailer off the guy. Cool. Even though I knew it was a little bit cheaper to come up Toronto Way, just because it was, you know what? The guy had literally treated me that well. Yeah. And, uh, it's not always about the price. Yeah. So it was just one day I kind of was talking to the girlfriend. I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to sell. I want to be salesman. I seen how easy his, his gig was <laughs> and what kind of kickback he had. And it was like, well, what if I, what am I going to sell? Chrysler. That was the only thing I like. That's something I got to be passionate about. Yeah. So you Chrysler. Were behind it, right? Yeah, it's exactly it. If I'm going to sell something, what am I going to sell? Yeah. And then it happened to be not two weeks later up on Kijiji, up came an ad for uh, Chrysler sales. I'm just like, this is meant to be let's throw, let's you know throw the spaghetti at the wall and see how it sticks so i walked in for the interview there and uh, you know apply you know, basically presented myself there and they asked me about this omvic thing I'm like, oh yeah yeah i'm omvic 
Sure. Yeah, it's like selling not. couches, you know. I didn't see whatever, man. I'm just gonna sell the product. Uh, needless to say, I had no idea about Omnic whatsoever. <laughs> You're just, like, I was just throwing promises. Yeah, I'll get this thing, whatever, and yeah, it was what it was. But yeah. I don't know they seen something in me, gave me a shot, and yeah, went and did this Omnic thing. Took about two months, so they hired me on before I even did the Omnic. Okay, cool. Because I, you know, assured them that this Omnic thing was. So I'm kind of curious. How was the training process for Omnic or for no, no, at the oh, dealership. At the dealership. Yeah. Um, well, at first, my first. I want to say month. Yeah. I got there. I didn't have my Omnic. So it was, you know how they are. They're like, don't touch anything. Don't talk to anybody. Just <laughs> stay in this dark room. So it was all training videos. Okay. And the sad thing about this was, I'm like, guys, these training videos would be something I'd watch my dad on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, drinking coffee. Back when I was, you know, 17, 18, I don't need any of these spec videos. I can already yeah. tell you tenfold more than these videos are. Yeah. But uh, I literally... Also, oh, they were product... They were product, the product knowledge, videos. yes. They okay, weren't... so they, they weren't like, to do here's, how to here's the process, here's here's the... the okay, so... Not by any means. It was just Chrysler's, this is, you know, the Jeep Cherokee, or this is the Ram Spect on a Sport. Or, and uh, so I literally numbed myself for about, you know, a month, sitting in this back... It was in the, the uh, lunchroom for yeah. the mechanics. And they had this little old rickety computer back there, so I was just watching all these videos, just trying to take it in. Yep. So by the, time, by the end of it, I was just eager to get on the floor. Finally, sure. yeah. Finally talk to someone. Yeah, I, I knew the girl at Omvic by her first name. Like, I'd be calling her daily. Like, come on, let's get this thing pressed through. What do I need? Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, by the time I finally got to hit the floor, I was I was eager. Like, I wanted to get out there. So you got into the floor. So you got a month of watching videos. Now you're onto the floor. Mm -hmm. At what, now, you know, for the audience out there, you're known for these just wildly entertaining videos, right? Um, at what point in time did you like say, oh crap, I should shoot a video? It was, well, first it was just sort of like your style. Like yeah. I was so nervous even to go out and just talk to somebody, let alone, okay. you know, what if they ask you this, what if you ask that? So there was a lot of, you know, learning how to communicate okay, with so, people. So tell, me, so tell me about your first sale because everybody's got a story for yeah, the first sale. I got lucky. My first sale was uh, <laughs> a guy roughly my age yeah. and uh, first guy I talked to, first guy went out there because they usually have you shadow somebody. And follow yourself out. And uh, so they're finally like, you know, you're on Vixen today. You can go talk to a customer. Who do you want to shadow? I'm like, look, I don't want to shadow anybody. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Just send me out, right? So as soon as he hit the lot, I stormed out those doors. And I was, I guess you could see the passion in me. Like, I just yeah. wanted to talk and talk to anybody besides staring at this computer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was a younger guy. And uh, he hadn't got into a RAM yet. So, I, I, you know, I had to deal with excitement of the RAM because I had one, plenty of them before. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he was... You know, ended up buying. I want to say a little, probably an hour after that, ended up buying. It was, it was a really good feeling too. I mean, the first wait, wait, so you had an easy one. Yeah, my first, first one was, was a lay down. Come on, yes, I know. So I was that ain't right. I know. I, I got right. lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that is for damn sure. Yeah, there's That's a few cool. of them where you're like, oh, I could have done that tenfold better. But I mean, the first one, it was it was good on the ego. It gave you a little bit of confidence to walk out there, right? Yeah. And uh, no, I was happy with the, the first one I went up because usually they're always saying, you know, shadow somebody. And like I said, I was like, no, I'm not shadow. I just, I'm going out. Get, let me get, yeah, let me get this one. So you got the first couple cells under your belt. Mm -hmm. So now you're probably a good couple months into this now. Mm -hmm. um, so then when did the video start for you? Um, the videos, so the dealership I was at wasn't known for the steady traffic. Um, Most dealerships aren't, okay. by the way. Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just taking the leap from no, small that's, town that's to a, big that's town. A that's, very, that's a very consistent thing. There's yeah. no, you know what I find really interesting right now? Everybody's complaining about how uh, the traffic is down. Traffic's down, traffic down, Not traffic down. But the funny thing is you look at retail sales and the number of cars being sold, it, depending on the manufacturer, mm -hmm. is maybe slightly down or slightly up. It hasn't changed much, but if, according to everybody on the floor, you know, it's changed drastically. It's not the fact that traffic's down. We're just not visiting as many dealerships before we make a purchase so true. we're not visiting five or six dealerships before we make a purchase we're visiting two maybe three or at the first two really screwed up you know so okay so so you know you got into self-branding did you know that's what you were getting into I really didn't know what I was stepping were into. Were you just like, it was, was, was it just like, shot eh, I'll do a video today. I got like, nothing to do today, so that was pretty much how it was. It was, you know, let's, uh, let's start out something new. And yeah. like I said, I didn't have Facebook. I didn't have Instagram. My LinkedIn was strictly geared towards my cleaning company. Okay, so wait a second. You had no social handles? None at all. I, I was like taboo against any social media whatsoever. I did not want anything to do with it prior right, to this. So how old are you again? I'm 35. 
35, you had no social handles. No social handles. So you were not the norm. No, I, I, I <laughs> stayed away from it. Yeah, it was just, it was So normal. no Facebook, no Instagram handle. Yeah. You had LinkedIn, but that was more for your... Strictly for the commercial cleaning business. For the commercial business. cleaning yeah. business. And Snapchat, no idea what that thing even was. <laughs> Still kind of don't, but I'm trying to handle Working it. through it. <laughs> exactly. Right? Okay, so how did it start, man? Like, what would you uh, do? Well, it just kept being something that was repetitive. Uh, customers kept saying, uh, buddies kept saying, you know, you got to put yourself out there. You got to do something on social media. That seems to be the next wave. Yeah. And uh, I seen a few guys around it, but it was something just not really tapped into as much as you really think would be. And the people that were doing it seemed to really excel. Like there were a few names out there that just seemed to, they did the social media videos, the YouTube videos. The next thing you know, they're doing marketing conferences and, uh, they just really took off because there wasn't anybody. So you did some there. research. You absorbed yes. a little. Bit. As always, I always do research. That was yeah. before I'm going to jump in front of anything, um, <laughs> and behind anything, especially. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I did my research properly on it. So you started your Facebook handle. You started mm-hmm. your Instagram handle, and then what was the first post? You just did a video first uh, on that. No, I just started a Facebook. That was my big. Just starting my own yeah, personal created Facebook. Your, created just, your own page. Just my own Facebook. <laughs> Paul Long's Facebook. Okay. <laughs> and uh, started adding friends. That's all it was. And just doing, you know, that the small crap like you know, check out this truck for this much. Yeah. Um, just taking a picture of a truck or you know whatever it was. It was something so minuscule. It was just. Me trying to get into it. You were thinking just your own audience. Exactly. The friends and family you knew would see this. You didn't have any intention of growing an audience. At Not at all. My whole idea behind yeah. the whole Facebook was just, I'm coming from a town that I grew up in, and everybody in the town knows me. As much as it's come from one of those towns that if you don't know somebody that knows them, you haven't been there long enough. <laughs> okay, <That's> guaranteed. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so it was just, I wanted people to know that I was there. It was pretty much just to start that, you know, hey, I'm working at Chrysler. Yeah. Um, if you're going to come buy a car, come buy it for me. That, that was basically the whole idea of just friends and family. It yeah. wasn't even really thinking it'll go any further than just the social circle I had. It was just add a couple friends on Facebook. and So you started doing these little videos. Imagine just selfie style, right? Just yeah, video as haggard as they could possibly okay, come. So then how did it go from that to start a little production behind it, realizing you can develop an audience from that? Like, What was the evolution of you creating um, this video content? Well, the first, it was, first, the hardest part was just doing a video. I mean, after I had, you know, 200 friends on Facebook, it's like, okay, now let's try something different and do a video. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was by far the hardest part was just learning the art of not giving up. You know what I mean? It was <laughs> literally hitting just, the red button and, and just talk and just, and then pressing that post button and then just accepting <laughs> whatever trolls come on. That's, that's your biggest thing. That's the biggest thing you're going to, you know, build up for not doing these videos is what are other people going to think? What are they going to, you know, how are they going to troll me on this? That was yeah. kind of my biggest Thing against it wasn't how far so this going to get me. More, you were more concerned about what people were going to think. One hundred and ten percent. That not was necessarily. No, not necessarily that was, it was actually going to provide you. No, I did not think it was going to provide me. In all honesty, did not think it was going to provide me much more than just having my friends realize I work here now. So, Paul, if I go back in your Facebook feed and I keep scrolling, I keep scrolling, I keep scrolling, and I find these first <laughs> videos, which, by the way, everybody listen to this is now going to go do that. Down. So you better not remove it when <laughs> yeah. this go lives. All right, so tell me what those first videos were. Raw. Just, <laughs> raw. Just raw. <laughs> just like, raw. I can't. You get a little red there. I, I, I'm looking forward to doing this. I don't this even afterwards. know how to uh, It's the first time using a selfie stick, too. <laughs> okay. And so, I mean, they're embarrassing. They're definitely. It wasn't something, you know, it was just me getting used to the camera. That's all it was. But uh, it was definitely it's not something I can sit here and say, like, if you see my videos now compared to then, not even the same guy. Okay. Nervous as all hell. Um, stuttering, saying um a lot, which majority of people do when they first, you find your few little words that you're always seeming to be go-to words Yep. and, uh, you just start picking yourself apart. But yeah, those first couple videos were, they shouldn't be seen the light of day. Let's let's just, (laughs) let's put it at that. Everybody, after listening to this, I'm not going to go check (laughs) them out. Just don't keep scrolling. (laughs) Stay at the top. (laughs) All right. So how did the, then the video efforts progress then? So, okay. So let's, um. You're on the job now a couple months. You do your first video. How far into you being on the job? Um, I want to say four months, five months. When so finally, four, four or five months into it, you decide to hit the red button. Yeah, right? there's been so much talk about this. Finally, it was just like, today's the day. I'm just doing it. Just Whatever. Do it. I'm just going to do it. No and that's how what it was. It was just a do it moment. It was just, there's no way. I can't keep beating myself up and saying, I should, I should, I should. I'm just going <laughs> to do it. And uh, yeah, see where it goes from here. So then from what was kind of the progression then after that? Um, where, where did you, where, what was the aha moment where you're like, oh shit, I should really make something out of this? Was people were actually watching it. 
You know, okay. I mean, that was, and You're I was getting trolled. I was, yeah, the, the <laughs> fact that, you know, I'm getting people commenting. I started getting, you know, friends and family and even other people that were still in Woodstock, but outside of my social circle coming in and saying, hey, I've seen your video. Like, it was mm, surprising so to me that it even had gone any further than that. I expected five views, you know, five troll comments, and that was going to be the end of that. Yeah. But uh, it didn't go it didn't go down that way, so I was surprised. Yeah. So you started to see, and I think that's I think that's an important point. I mean, I think a lot of salespeople um, don't necessarily have the intention of creating their own brand, but when they start to do things like this, you start to create that brand. But what holds them back from doing that is just so concerned about what other people are going to it is, it think is, and say. Yes. In, in this case, luckily for you, there wasn't bad comments. My brother was um, my worst troll. Your brother. <laughs> yeah. Your brother. There's a, oh, there's a guy that always stutters and says, oh, mom. He was the guy that was always tearing apart well, my Okay, video. cool. So he's your brother. You <laughs> yeah, exactly. Later, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so you get, some po- you get some positive feedback and you start to realize that there are people outside of your normal circle that are consuming this. Mm-hmm. Is that where it was like, oh, I should really yeah, kind of go? Yeah, that was really where it started um, hitting me that, you know, like, if this picks up, I could be... T- you know, tapping into resources or customers that I would never have put my hands on. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty much where it was, you know, it, the, it was a matter of finding something that I was passionate about. Like the videos that I first started doing was a walk around a lot. Here, sure. check out my used inventory. Mm-hmm. Or this is the new uh, release of the 19 Ram. It wasn't, no, nothing in depth. It was just, like I said, very raw, very sketchy. Um, you could tell I was nervous as just all. Just doing out. it. You got to do it. But it right? was just, you got to get your feet wet. And it wasn't no tiptoeing in it. It was just, I'm doing it, whatever. <laughs> and um, yeah, so once we started doing a few of them, uh, the owner there starts, he seen something. And I went to the owner and I said, you know, like this is something I want to I want to do and see if I can, you know, kind of pursue this a little further and see where it goes. He thought it was a great idea and uh, hired a guy on to start. He did all our um, like marketing, stuff like that, taking pictures, just the guy that took a so picture of the vehicles for the lot. The owner had the foresight to yeah. say, hey, look, this, there's some traffic. There's, there's something, something there. Mm-hmm. So decided to invest in some additional payroll dollars to put someone in place to help you kind of take this production to the next level. Exactly. So then what did the first few videos look like? What was that like? Um, now, now since you got all production behind yeah. it, right? Uh, once we got an editing program behind it, because before <laughs> it was just my cell phone, press play, or press record. But that worked. It did. And I mean, it, it was did. working, Yes, right? it did. Okay. But it was raw. I, I can't. I, I can't extend enough about how raw it was, and that was the whole idea behind it. Was people relating to me because it See, was literally you used the word raw. I mm-hmm. used the word authentic. Okay, that, you know what okay, I mean? Yeah. Because that's what it was. It, it was, it was it, very it, genuine. It, you know, that's people it. use raw, and they think of it's like a negative thing, right? It's not negative. Mm. That's just a real dude tripping over himself, trying to put a piece of content out there, and people can. I think relate with that more so than they could ever from an OEM level creative that's not just it's so well polished and cleaned up. It's a real person just like who they are trying to make a go at it, you know? That's exactly it. Okay, so tell me about this. So then we went into production. When did you start getting a little more, I guess, director type in some of the content and styles and concepts? I started this, um, the first thing that really seemed to take off was Wrangler Wednesdays. Wrangler Wednesdays. Yeah, so just okay. finding something that's catchy, and I learned about hashtags all of a sudden. Because I, I, okay, so I first started posting all my videos. Just um, posting. Just posting them. Okay. And then uh, I didn't even have a, the Dodge Father handle yet. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't, even, didn't even use it yet. Um, and then the guy that was doing the, uh, the videos with me is like, you know, you, you should really think of a handle for yourself. And he started putting things out like Mopar, Mopal instead of Mopar. I'm like, buddy, that <laughs> is god awful. There's okay. no way I'm. I was like, look, this. Is, he's like, well, what do you think? I'm like, look, I had this PlayStation named the Dodge Father. So next thing I know, uh, he did a little write up on our Facebook for the business. It says, uh, "Have you met?" And it's the Dodge Father. A little write up just about a background on me and just helping me get in the business again, showing people that I'm the new salesman there. Sure. Right. So. Uh, yeah, anyways, went forward with this, the Dodge Father doing the Wrangler Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Learned this hashtag thing, because everything before that was just raw post. So I uh, didn't realize that hashtags would actually link things together. Okay. okay. So then you did a little research, learned about hashtags. Again, again, and yes. Okay, and then cool. LinkedIn did it too. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. LinkedIn and Facebook do this hashtag. <laughs> so I went back in all my old posts and started adding the hashtag in there. Okay, so you cool. can click on that and go through. Um, but yeah, so we did the hashtag Wrangler Wednesdays and I joined a lot of, uh, cause my old man had a Wrangler and I've always enjoyed the Wranglers. Yep. It was one, some of 
the Wranglers and the Rams are very passionate about. That's one thing I've always followed. Yep. Um, but I know with the Wranglers, they have a huge following. Like, bar none out of any other product we have, the Wranglers have their own little community. Of course. Um, so I joined a bunch of Wrangler groups already on my Facebook. Again, this is all new. See, I think this is something that people should make a note of is that you weren't just putting content out there. You weren't just pushing content. You were doing what social media was actually designed for and actually being social. Mm-hmm. You actually started to get yourself involved and actually be a part of the conversation, not just putting crap out there. So you, you got a little production behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're actively you know, being a part of these conversations in these forums. What's kind of what kind of takes off from there? Um, so I joined a bunch of these Wrangler groups, mm-hmm. and I said, just you know, again, just wanting to put myself out there to say, hey, if you guys are looking for a Wrangler, come see me, kind of attitude. Yeah. I mean, you guys are obviously buying it from somewhere. Why yep. not come to me? Uh, and then uh, I, before I'd ask the admin, you know, do you mind if I? I'm not trying to sell you guys anything, but I have these ideas, Wrangler Wednesdays, and I just want to do a video on it, just posting out on the new JL. You're so, being respectful of the social network. Exactly. Made sure I could go through and just, I didn't want to say, you know, I was saying buy from me, but I just want to say this is the new the new Wrangler JL. And uh, I broke it into a four-part series. Um, one was just on like the performance, one was on technology, things like that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the videos literally took traction overnight. I was very surprised. Just the steam just, started. And there was no paid advertisement behind it, nothing. It was, you know, five, 6,000 views a day just from these Wrangler groups and I was getting you know people that are telling me they love my videos from you know down in Arizona or down in Florida or wherever it, as far as it was it was the depth of the content exactly it was authentic mm-hmm. and it you was know? different it, it was different it wasn't just for the sake of just selling crap mm-hmm. it was literally you had a passion behind it which you know obviously um, represented some passion that others had it in with had in the same product and the two of them combined they you know they butted heads and it connected Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I think, but I think that's important for anybody out there that's considering of doing this, is that you got to know your audience. You know, uh, you're 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 not just talking at them; you're talking with them. You know, you're looking at what's on the form and what people are talking about, and you're putting content out there that they're going to consume. Mm-hmm. So you put a series of the new of the new body the style web, yeah. there, and and it just kind of and that um yeah, and the guy that was doing my videos, uh, we started putting these together, and uh, again, the traction just started getting in there and then before I know it people are coming in saying hey you know uh, I want to see the Dodge Father I'm, I'm, and one so of the right groups to create your own audience yeah see uh, that's cool and that was so the, how long is it we're we talking six six or eight months now yeah so I started this like I said well four months in and I want to say it took maybe the traction of two months okay so you're, people you're, are coming you're, in you're the doors six months into it yeah and now you have people coming in not just off the street because of what the manufacturer said or what the dealership said, it was literally because of the content that you created. Mm-hmm. They resonated with those individuals, and now they're coming and literally asking now for Paul the Dodge Father. Mm-hmm. That's freaking cool. Yeah, I'm really surprised, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, even this, you know, the fact that even people are coming in and acknowledging your videos or telling you they like your videos, because I mean, that's what you're really, you're expecting. Well, you want to hear it. Yeah, you do because all you're expecting <laughs> is trolls. You're, you're just expecting, like, when you watch your own videos, I'm sure as you do. Yeah. You Actually, all... you know what? Your funny thing? I don't watch my own videos. I don't blame you. I seriously <laughs> don't. I'll give you a funny story. When I walk into the video department room you just saw, right? And literally everybody will turn their monitor off. <laughs> they know that. Oh, they're total dicks about it. Um, they, they know if I come in, um, they'll just turn their monitor off and just kind of sit there in silence. I'm like, Suck. Uh, because they'll know I'll be like oh well you know what let's move this over here I, I don't like that angle let's cut from this one and they're just like and at the end of the day they know what their goal objective is is to build content at scale which you do a great job of um, I can't be a part of that process no, I, I, I really can't you. I really can't <laughs> you, you pick yourself apart and uh, as I was told by the editor even himself he goes you know if you go to sit there and edit your own videos they'll never get posted because you'll yeah. always try and you know, critique them more and more and more um, so that was where it was just, I shot the videos and got to the point where I let him just deal with it in the editing program. Because before then it was just with my cell phone and then I'd shoot three or four different videos and it's just like, screw it, man. I'm not doing this again. I'm just going to post it. That was, you know, you were never happy with what you put out there. You were just, you know, settling on whatever. This is the best out of four. Yeah. So I'm just going to roll with it. And it was yeah. never the last one. It was always like probably your second one in. After that, you're overthinking it. And again, you know. Yeah, you're trying to critique it too much, and then it doesn't seem genuine anymore. It's, it seems like you're trying to polish. No, you got to keep you got to keep the authentic level, mm-hmm. right? 
you know, it's funny. This is probably one of the few pieces of content that I actually have to schedule myself out to do. You know, I record six hours of my day, but that's as the day is going mm-hmm. on to actually sit down and literally develop content, you know, in real time with someone is not something I normally do. So I know how difficult it is. It's not easy, you know, Mm -hmm. just from figuring out the tech and the production and everything else. You know, it's, 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 it's not an easy thing. And I think that's why the key is, is just, just, just produce, just, just, just do it. it. Just, just do it. Damn just well put do the it, content man. out there. Just the put the content out there. The biggest thing I could ever say to myself is just kick myself in the ass. Just do it. So regular Wednesdays takes off. Mm-hmm. And then you have some success there. So you start yeah. to create some other... Start know, doing sign. the other one. Just um, other product. Like, I didn't want to ever be that guy that was like, buy this car. I, I know there's so many guys out there that are doing this. You know, this is the vehicle. Buy this vehicle. This is why you buy this vehicle. Yeah. I want to be the guy that was not in your face. I just want to be the guy that was... You know, this is a guy I feel comfortable with that's going to educate me about a vehicle, but not give me that boring brochure crap that I've got to read or see from everybody else. He's going to show me the points that I feel probably would intrigue me as well. Yep. And uh, he's not going to, you know, sit here and waste my time giving me a bunch of bullshit numbers or anything else that's going to be on it. He's going to literally just throw me the real stats that mean something to me. Yep. And uh, so I started breaking down other vehicles, Um, you know, doing just the Rams, something else I was passionate about. Uh, the challengers, but it wasn't this vehicle in particular. It was just, what do I think is cool about this product? It was coming from your perspective, your yes. point of view. It wasn't reading, and I think that's really key as well for other salespeople that are looking into getting into video production, producing content, is that much so. it was not what the brochure said was cool. It was literally what you thought was cool and what you thought had value to it. So people go from not just consuming generic content about the vehicles, they're consuming your thoughts, your opinions of it, which then the byproduct of is that you build a brand. They're not necessarily following, is the, not necessarily following you for the content that you put out there as far as a specification perspective, but because they actually want to hear your thoughts and opinions on mm. this. And they can relate. That was another thing. That, they they yeah. can really relate to um, somebody that wasn't just trying to push a Chrysler product and read it from a brochure. Because we've seen those videos. You start it three seconds in, you're like, man, I am bored already. Move along. You know, there was nothing personal about these. And that was the thing that you Personal, said. right? Yes. That's that, that being the key. Not just regurgitating whatever the hell the brochure says. Make it personal, mm-hmm. right? Make it an experience for them to actually want to watch again. Watch more than this painstaking three seconds. That's, that's literally what majority of these videos get, right? Yep. Let's face it, but that's the reality of it. Um, yep. But yeah, so from there, I just, uh, I started getting a lot of, on LinkedIn was one of my big things. I mean, I really? acknowledged, yeah, it was, that's what really kind of gave me the, the inspiration to show me that it was really going somewhere. I mean, because LinkedIn is not a place you sell, that's not your, Geared to get it's a customers. place where you develop a brand. Exactly. Um, even though there's a lot of people that are misutilizing LinkedIn, and they think that it's a place to actually sell. God, I see these all the time. It's like, and, and, and then you probably get the the in messages or in mails, oh, yeah. and I get them too. And it's like DMing no, me no, for no, what? I, yeah, no, no. I'll, no. I'll look. I'll, I'll I'll tap on their profile if they've not posted an original piece of content recently. I'm just like. Pfft. Like, no, I ain't got time for you. If you're not utilizing the network for what it is, and that's creating a brand and network, then I got... I yeah, completely separate than Facebook. I don't think they really understand the difference between LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay, so what's the difference for you? LinkedIn is something to build yourself as a business, or like you said, a brand. That is to, to network and uh, basically get yourself out there to see, you know, network, basically, I guess, further networking. Yep. You're not going to make business off of LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not where you're going to sell a car to somebody all of a sudden. Yeah. The, a guy on uh, LinkedIn, I'm sorry, has a thousand friends already that work in that business that doesn't need to go to this guy on LinkedIn. He's not your Facebook friend. No. Um, LinkedIn is a guy that uh, is going to tell you, you know, you're doing something good with your brand or your business. Um, so did you find other people that are in that same category or in that same space giving you positive yeah that was the biggest thing was i was starting to get all these it was a lot it came pretty much overnight on linkedin where i know uh, i dm'd DM'd you a few times yeah and and i was like oh my i'm talking to jason harris here like is this (laughs) are you kidding me i've been following this guy and all of a sudden now he's chatting with me um same with jp and even ever read like all these guys i literally you know you guys are you guys are just a persona i had never really 
thought I would relate to you guys because, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden you guys are actually messaging. I'm going, whoa, shit, this is actually getting out somewhere. Well, dude, because you're authentic. You're hustling. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there that will love talking about what you're doing. There's not a lot of people that are actually executing on it. An idea is only as good as how well we execute it. And you're out there doing it. But the cool thing is not that you're doing it. You're reaping the freaking benefits of doing it. So, okay, at this point we got uh, regular Wednesdays. What other series are you running right now? Uh, with Minivan Mondays was another big thing. <laughs> minivan Mondays. Minivan, I know. And it's, yep. No, uh, no hey, it's cool. You it's get cool. about a minivan. Well, you know what? They got to sell them. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? I'll try and excite you as much as I can about a minivan. So, we got regular Wednesdays, Minivan Mondays. Um, Trailhawk Tuesdays we've had. Trailhawk Tuesdays. Uh, the Trivia Thursdays, which was all about getting interaction, right? You just yep. want to have people. Engage. Engaging, yes. Yep. Um, now, Fridays, the, the new thing now is the Friday Night Fights. Um, which is, by the way, my favorite. No, thank you. Like honestly, I, it's just I like, enjoy doing I'll actually look like, for them on Friday nights because it's typically on my way home. It's the good giggle I need. Um. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a good time with those. And then um, it was Showcase Saturday where we showcase a vehicle on a Saturday. You know, something that stuck out to the, the salesman there. See, I think what the key takeaway is with this is that you got to be intentional about uh, your efforts. Right? It, it, it's not enough that hey, you did a few videos and they work. Right? You need to get to the point where you're actually scheduling it out and being intentional about those efforts so that you can continue to maintain that momentum. For you, it was very simplistic. It was like, I'm going to schedule a video piece, piece of content every day. Yeah. I got Monday minivans. I got Tuesday. Trailhawk Tuesdays. Trailhawk Tuesdays. I got Wrangler Wednesdays. Wednesdays yeah. I got Trivia Thursdays. Trivia Thursdays. Yeah. I got Mash. Oh, sorry. Uh, what's it called? Friday Night Fights. Friday Night Fights and Saturday Showcases. Yeah. You know, it was just, you had to be intentional about creating that content. So um, now you're intentional about creating the content. The content's out there. People are consuming it. Let's talk about how that's benefited you down to that dollar symbol. You know? I am pulling leads and sales strictly off of my social media. I mean, I am talking people as far as, okay, so I'm in London. We're talking Windsor. We're talking Kitchener, Elliott Lake. I've got to talk nine hours. How many dealerships do I have between Elliott Lake and London? Chrysler dealerships in London. See, you're surpassing space. You're yeah, surpassing that's why distances. would someone drive through Toronto to come to me for another two-hour drive? That that to me is where it was like this is really taking off. Yeah. Um. But yeah, literally doing sales that nobody like these are people I would have never touched or never talked to before. Yeah. And I'm now getting three, four, five sales extra on top of the walk-ins every month. And this is just starting. Yeah. And that's like the whole idea. Well, and, see, and see, that's what it is. Like, I mean, I wanted you to come on here and talk to the audience. Um, and, and I hope the dealer principals out there, the general managers out there are taking note of this and the sales managers out there are taking note of this. And, and the salespeople are seeing the value in this, right? Uh, you know, for upper management, guys, look, here's the value in putting... You know, payroll dollars are, you know, um, expenses into having your staff and your salespeople create content. And then from the staff and salespeople, look at how it affects that bottom line. Who out there would say no to initial five plus deals every single month? To every salesman. Like, that, I mean, that be, makes be, not, like, why would you not? Right? And, and it's becoming a snowball effect. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's five now, and it's continuing exactly. to increase and yes. increase and increase. Like, I've increase. only been doing this for a year and a half, and I've literally only been putting the effort in this for less than a year. Like, the full-out effort of saying, let's put it into social media. We're actually seeing the value of this coming up. Like, this has just snowballed so quick. And this is all organic. Mm -hmm. Moving forward, I know that your goal and objective is to start really playing in the paid space. Mm -hmm. But this is just... Yeah, just strictly... It's just strictly organic so far. me not a damn penny. Just cost me the time that I sit there. I mean, how many of salesmen are sitting from that computer anyways? You're there anyway. Yeah, the going hell? in the rabbit hole <laughs> of the internet, waiting for a customer to come through. Um, that's literally it. That's all. This is just killing time. Yeah. This is helping my day go by. Like, this is the biggest thing that really amazes me is that it's, I'm literally just taking time that I would already be there, like any other salesman, yep. and uh, making something out of it. And, the, and it's pain. It, yeah. I mean, it really is pain for us. I mean, the idea of just what really gets me is when you think about a salesman for Chrysler yep. or a salesman in general, is there a guy out there that really stands, unless you know them personally, is there a guy that you that stands out? Is there a name? Is there a brand? Is there... Well, see, I think that's the cool thing is that what you do is you're creating a brand. Mm -hmm. Regardless of the manufacturer that you end up 
working with or doing business people, with. Like I said, I just made they're, the move there four months ago. And that's I mean, right. You moved from one location to another. I, I told them when I left. I said, look, I'm not here. Take your customers. You're walking traffic. Anybody I dealt with before then, I handed off to the other salesman and walked them through everything that I've gone through. But I was yep. like, anybody that sticks with me on my social media, which is strictly my Facebook and my Instagram, if they follow me to London, so you're creating an audience yeah. that will continue to follow you. I mean, look, dude, you're like you said, real year into it. I mm-hmm. mean, think of year three, year five, year seven, year ten, twenty years. I mean, are nowhere even near this. I, I no. come into this dealership and I got top salesmen almost every month from veterans that have been doing twenty years, and I, I am like, I'm a new. Like, I'm let's face it, interesting. How does that work? What does everyone else think of that? That's <laughs> me. They grow to love me. But you walk in, like, my biggest thing was when I got, uh, so I got poached over LinkedIn. Yes. Again, I was doing all these videos and uh, getting all the, what I thought were salesmen. Yep. Um, I love the videos, just shooting the shit with me on LinkedIn, yep. right? And uh, so the Maronis I started talking to, the first was the Lance, and then uh, another guy. All was, over LinkedIn. Uh, yeah, all over LinkedIn. Um, mentioned, just, hey, I like your videos. Yada, 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 that was it. Next thing I know, I'm talking to another guy. I'm getting, you know, these people messaging me, even from the States. Just So your brand is already paying off. Mm-hmm. It's not just paying off in the consumer side, uh, where you're actually able to sell more cars. Your brand paid off in the sense that it actually landed you a new job. Come, in another location. A new, exactly. And I didn't even know who I was talking. I literally thought these were just salesmen. And at the end <laughs> of the conversation with the, the, it was the GM of where I'm working now. Um, I said, you know, I appreciate all your kind words with everything, and you know, I'd like to keep in contact from a guy that's been in the business as long as you have. No idea who he was. Yeah. Just thought was, I seen Chrysler, just assumed he's another Chrysler salesman. He goes, well, how about you come down from my store and have a coffee? I'm like, your store? Like who that? So I actually went through and I'm looking. I'm like, well, I've talked to this guy and his brother. We're both the GM and the GSM here, <laughs> so I knew exactly where that was going when I went up there. But it was just, um, yeah, like the fact that I actually had GM asking me to come out, poach me on this. To come out here and uh, and check out his, you know, check out London and see what I could do there. Yeah. So what? Let Let's get into advice giving time now. So what advice would you give to salespeople out there that are looking at what you're doing online? Because a lot of people, a lot of salespeople out there are now consuming, especially locally, consuming what your content and the effort you're putting into it. What advice do you give them to kind of that first step? We are literally sitting in an era right now where it's this is going to be the only time you're going to have such an easy grab at this market. As you know, 100%. This is, this is Google AdWords for Facebook. Yeah. This is something that if you don't jump on it now, I'm sorry, everybody else is going to be, and you're just going to be lost in the herd because everybody else is going to already be doing it. If, um, you're, gonna, if you're going to get surpassed real quick. Mm-hmm, very quick, when everybody starts to, but just do it. I mean, I can't say enough. <laughs> that, that I, I can't, I'm not going to be it. your Nike, I'm not going to be your Nike, you said, but just fucking do it, man. Like, What's the worst going to happen? You're a salesman. I mean, don't tell me you've never had that customer that you've had an awkward experience where you're like, damn, I really screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> um, plenty of those. Uh, I can't even start with the source of those. But um, yeah, <laughs> just, just freaking do it. Just put your feet out there and you know, put your intent to it and put your personality behind it. Don't try and sit there and just read from a brochure. Because that's one thing when I came up to this, uh, this other dealership. They wanted me to bring a lot of the other salesmen on mm-hmm. um, to the social media marketing. Uh, and the problem is when you're forcing it out of a couple guys, they don't have that passion. They, they're literally just monotone, reading a brochure. They got Engage. Try to give them an experience. Try and do something different from the herd. Um, but just be yourself. That, that's literally it, right? Because the number one thing is with my videos, I find people will come to me to see the Dodge Father, but they feel like they've already known me. I've never met them. Because they have an opportunity to consume you and your uh, your language and your body language and your tone and your demeanor and your manner. And it, they're, they're able to really say, all right, I like this guy. I can work with this guy. Or the polar opposite. This guy's annoying. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go to this guy. Stay away. <laughs> that's also cool, too, because then it just saves you the two or three hours of trying to rapport exactly. with this guy. And you would have never had a rapport with them in the first place, right? I think what it is, is and, and this is what I'm, I would love to push all salespeople out there to do, is stop selling and start branding. Yeah, We I mean, all know you're a salesman. We, we all know what your job is from the moment. Like, I don't care how you try to sugarcoat it. As soon as you get approached, we know what you're trying to do. Yep. You're trying to sell me a car. That's yep. exactly, 
don't make it that odd of an experience or make it that awkward of an experience. Exactly. I know what I'm getting into when I show up to the dealership, right? Exactly. Make it a branding experience, not a sales experience, Mm -hmm. right? And by making a branding experience, just be authentic to yourself, right? And who you are as an individual. If you're a little awkward, hey, that's cool too. Guess what? I'll tell you a funny story. Um, When I first started selling cars, now I'm from the States, is, you know, the the tradition was is that you cut your tie. I've seen this, yes. Okay. And still some dealerships do it up here, but not as many as they do down in the States. I wore my cut tie for an entire month before I took it off. And and it was for the simple fact that it gave me an opportunity to share a story. Every single person that come in, I've done 15, 20 deals at this point, and I'm still wearing this cut tie, right? Mm-hmm. Finally, management kind of said, Jason, you're going to have to stop wearing change the cut shirt, tie. Change your shirt, tie. <laughs> like, like, you're going to have to change that. But every single person I met, uh, just, you know, your tie's cut, right? And it would give me the opportunity to share my authentic story of how I was new to the industry, they were one of my first sales, you know, and I just hope I don't screw anything up. I really want to make sure this experience is amazing for you. And and I think just by laying myself out there, being authentic, that's what people appreciate. For sure, and it gave you that little bit of... I don't. I want to say you know you had some sort something to talk about. Yeah. You literally had a conversation piece that was outside of buy this car. Yeah. It, it just it just showed yeah. that. Now the cool thing is that today we have the opportunity to express that message and share that kind of story and message before they even come into the dealership. I don't care how long you've been in the car business. You've been in the car business for five days or fifteen years. It'll make a difference. Put the video out there. Mm-hmm. The customer is going to appreciate the content regardless of your level. If it's from a level of experience, they're gonna appreciate that. If it's gonna level from you know being new to the industry, they're gonna appreciate that perspective as well. But the point of the matter is that you're being authentic and that's who, what people want to buy. They buy the story of um, authenticity Something before they buy the story of price. Mm-hmm. Would you say, I'm just curious, um, out of the people that come in and have consumed you as a brand, right? And are coming in, oh, I wanna to talk to the Dodge father. How does the negotiation and pricing kind of work out? <laughs> you know what's hilarious? Price isn't a thing. It's literally See, you've taken that's funny. the hardest. I mean, as you walk in, that is your set in stone, your nail in the ground, right? That is what they're... But these guys that come over um, for the Dodge Father... And buying into the brand. Yes. Price is not negotiable. Price is not... like they it's, are, it's not the issue. No. What they're doing is they're buying the brand. They're not buying the price or the payment exactly you know the price and payment is just a secondary no don't get me wrong it's important it's a thing it's important but it's not the most important they wanted to buy into that dodge father characteristic you know charismatic sorry charismatic just fun kind of loud persona and experience that's what they want to buy into Mm. let's talk about from you know general manager gsm sales manager dealer principal what would you advise give them about allowing their salespeople to really go forward and produce content like this? Um, the big thing is don't don't cushion it. Like don't muffle your ears behind it. Because I know a lot of people still, especially these old school dealers, yeah. um, they don't understand the power of social media. Mm-hmm. They really they really think, you know, this is how it's been written in stone for a hundred years. This is how it's gonna roll. Uh, we don't need social media. They won't back it up to the point where they don't realize this is a huge deal, guys. And my biggest thing is if you don't hop on, whatever dealership around you is going to hop on is going to be the person that takes over. Like, that's basically it. Um, I, I 100% agree with you. I think over the uh, the next five years, I think they're going to be a really interesting time for us in this industry, right? Um, there's a lot of buying and selling going on, especially here in Canada. A lot of big dealer groups are coming in, buying dealerships left and right here and there. Yeah. You know, and the dealer groups are having a better opportunity to develop out a brand as a group than as easy it is to develop out a brand as a single point location. And I think and even more so as a salesperson, it's we gotta stop selling, we gotta start branding. And I think the winners are gonna be shown over the next five years and where I think that's gonna be really important is year five to 10. You know, um, not everyone's going to embrace it. You know, they're gonna be late to it. It means mm-hmm. the cost of entry is going to be way more expensive. Right now, your cost of entry is nothing. It's minuscule. You, you, you're, 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 you don't even have to you're pay to play. You're spending more money on a newspaper it, ad than you're going to be. Like, you don't even have to pay to play yet, yeah, right? Because insane. there's still that opportunity to organically put these messages out there, these branding opportunities out there for people to consume and decide which dealership they want to do business with. That is not going to be the case. It's going to get shut down, you know? I hear you. Even with Facebook right now. 
I personally think it's too much. And a lot of people are kind of walking away from Facebook right now, you know, because there's so much paid branding messages being pushed into the system, mm-hmm. right? They've gone over to Instagram. They've gone over to LinkedIn. People are moving around. At some point in time, these networks, and even who knows when new networks are going to come out over the next There's always years, something that they, you know. You know? Um, but if you don't take advantage of this low, low, low cost of attention right now, I mean, literally, your cost of attention is in the production. Yeah. You know? And that's we're, literally it. We're going to spend ten grand on radio ads this month, but we're not going to put $500 behind... That's a digital ad. It's crazy. I know, but this is what this the way they think. They really think that we're going to shoot the same old ad off the radio and expect to get something out of it. They're, but your dealership gonna... is beginning to see that. Yes, my dealership. Like, is you're making the commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's not just your dealership. I think it's all dealerships out there over the next five years. If they don't start to make those transitions, if they're not bought by another big dealer group, they're really going to struggle as a single point location. Mm-hmm. The story that's really relevant right now. Is uh, the uh, GM do the GM manufacturing plant closing down in Oshawa and Ajax, yeah. right? That area, you know. I have dealerships that I've talked to out there that had, you know, sixty percent of their business was literally built on the fact of employee purchases. Well, that sure in the hell ain't going to be sixty percent anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, no, don't get me wrong. This will service the vehicles, which is great because there's still a lot of the vehicles out there. That well will dry, that's out, dry too. out too. Yes. You know, I mean, literally the entire bottom of their bucket went gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's what do you do if you don't diversify your audience through brand development, branding message? You're gonna be left behind. They should have been working on diversifying their audience portfolio years ago. Now they're stuck in a space where they're gonna have to create additional audiences. You are creating additional audience, not only for the dealership, but for yourself as a brand right now by putting all this content out there. The cool thing is that this audience will continue to be your audience. It will continue to grow year over year over year over year. So the benefit to the salesperson, it's obvious, but the benefit to the dealership, it's huge. Can they? Can you imagine if your dealership right now had 10 of you? That's what they want. That's the ideally <laughs> when I when I came on. That was literally they were only like if we can get another one of you, like we're gonna be by far better head than anybody else because nobody is doing this. That's the big thing. I think and, and the reason I, I wanted to talk to you early on in this in this podcast about what your uh, training was like is that I think we need to stop training people to sell. And training people to brand. You know, bigger market to be actually hitting. There's, yeah, it's not even questionable you know, why it, you should be doing this. And it's more natural, too. Yes. I mean, we do it naturally. We brand ourselves, right? Uh, to uh, the way we shape our face, to the haircut we do, to the clothes we wear, to our, uh, our, our lexicon, the language we use, and the, the body language we have. We literally create our own individual brand. That is what dealerships need to be putting their dollars behind, not the story of the price and everything else. They've been doing it for years. They already know the price. Yes, I'm sorry, but by the time they get to see you, they've done their research. They know what the price is. I think the salesperson, sales, the salesperson moving forward, especially over the next 10 years, their valuation of what a business pays for them is not necessarily about the numbers they sell, but how big their brand is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that we're going to get to the point, especially in the automotive industry, that dealerships are going to be buying individual brands. We've already seen it happen. Uh, Queen of Cars, the King of Cars, yeah, the, the, Blue the Dodge Father, the Blue Genie. <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, look, there's, they're buying brands and they're paying big bucks for mm-hmm. it, right? The valuation of a brand is not necessarily the same valuation as the actual unit sold, you know? You may pay more right now for it. And that's why salespeople, I'm like, guys, get off your butts. Get out there. Hit the red button. Do the recording. What are you doing? You you know? Waiting for some guy to come off the, the street. Like, this, it just makes no sense. You don't get paid anything but commission. No. Why is your ass sitting on that couch just or behind the desk waiting for someone to come out there when you can be literally doing a deal, bringing them in? Just, Businesses are not necessarily evaluated anymore based on the revenue they generate. There is a valuation um, formula for the brand. Mm-hmm. Right? There are businesses out there that are worth way more than the actual revenue they generate Just because, of the, because of the brand. Yes. I think this is probably a relatively great spot for us to kind of bring it all together. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think the value is there for the salesperson, the value is there for management. 
Um, this will be the opportunity where I give you your little selfish plug um, to put out there. What would you like the audience to know about the Dodge Father? Any new things going on with you or exciting things you're working on? A lot. I mean, just being here, Jason, to be honest with you, <laughs> is mind-boggling. And I'm not going to lie to anybody. Like, I was sitting there looking at last week's LinkedIn when you did it with uh, the podcast uh, with the other gentleman. With Kevin. Kevin. Yep. Kevin. And I was literally saying, you know how cool that would be if that was my ass sitting there across the I'm not even lying, my brother. I was like, you know how cool that would be if I was sitting there doing... This is insane how quick this has literally escalated. Um, it, it just blows my mind that doing something so simple and something I love. Like, let's ah, face that's it. the cool thing. You have the, fun doing it. I love my job. I can't... People hate me because of how much I love my job. I, when I go to work, I'm not... You know, I, I'm not a morning person by any means. But when I get to work, I love what I do. That's awesome. And um, just... It amazes me that when you put a little bit of effort towards what this social media is doing right now, this digital advertising, like what you do, they, they don't realize the snowball effect that they're really going to pull off of this. Like People don't realize what's sitting out there right now. It's not necessarily the value that it brings today, but the value that it brings Down for, the road. for months and years. And yeah, later. This is just the beginning. Yeah. I mean, that, that, my whole idea is I want to be the face Chrysler. I mean, I, I, that's great. Crazy that, I know. I, think I know. There's awesome. a guy out there. When I went, did my uh, my Chrysler training, and when I did all my videos through Chrysler, there was the the, the Jeep guy. I can't even tell you that. Then all the guy kind of jacked, and I was like, you know what? That'd be badass to be a guy like him. You know, he is the face of Jeep right now. Yep. And um, but you know what? When you think Jeep, when I think Jeep, that's who anybody that does any spotlight on a new Jeep release. And like that, this is the gentleman that are always bringing up. Well, you keep doing what you're doing, and I won't be surprised over the next couple of years until I see you as the face of that. No, I appreciate um, it, brother. Well, I think that, you know, we'll wrap this up, but I think the general theme that's really out there for management and salespeople alike, just do it. Just freaking do it. <laughs> just don't do be it. fake. That's the biggest thing, too. Like, Stop selling can, and start branding, people right? You can tell when you're not you. We're not buy, buying a polished you. Be yourself, and I mean, you're genuine. That's what's going to make you relatable to everybody else, and that's what's going to bring them in. They're going to feel like they have an experience with somebody that's not just trying to sell them a damn vehicle. You know, they have some, a lot of my customers, straight up friends. I still have plenty of customers, especially from when I first started. Look at the mod I did on my truck, or look at the setting me pics. I mean, it's just building that relation. You're not now you're just a sales relationship. Exactly. That's and that, that's, that's a big difference is you're not just the guy that's going to beat a price. Um, you're the guy that, you know, when they put on their halo headlights or their, you know, third brake light, you know, it's tinted out or, you know, their new rims and tires, they're sending you a picture. Just, you know, like that, that does make the difference to me as well. 100%. It goes to show me that I'm, I'm doing more than just being that damn salesman. You're creating a culture, you're creating an audience, a community behind what you're mm -hmm. doing. Well, Paul, thank you so much for coming on and, thank and you. doing this thank with you, Jason. And uh, for everyone out there who would like to see some of this content, can I follow you at, what What are, what are we on LinkedIn? Paul the, the Dodge Father. The Dodge right? Just hashtag the Dodge Father on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube. Um, that's pretty much where I, I, learned the, I learned the hashtag. <laughs> so that was the easiest way to roll with it. Hashtag the Dodge Father. Hashtag the Dodge Father. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, Paul. Really appreciate well, it. Well, thank you, Jay, for having me, brother.